Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Thursdays. Reminder, I'll be in Athens on Saturday. Uh, cannot wait to, uh, to be there to watch Tennessee and Georgia play in a one-versus-one-one battle. I don't think that's a crazy way to describe it <clears throat> because Tennessee's number one in the college football playoff rankings. Georgia is number one in the AP rankings. I don't know that we've ever had a one-versus-one battle. But look forward to seeing many of you there. Uh, should be a fun uh, fun night, for sure. Lots of fun. A uh, lot to get into. want to start, however, with giving you my gambling pick on tonight's game. And I absolutely love the Eagles. I love the Eagles tonight so much that I'm actually a little bit nervous over how much I love the Eagles. I'm not sure that the Houston Texans are going to score tonight. I, I, I watched the Houston Texans play against the Titans. Um, their top wide receivers are basically just not playing. Felt like they didn't play against the Titans anyway. Eagles are absolutely dominant right now. I feel like the Eagles are definitely going to score 30 or more. Uh, and I don't think the Texans are going to score. They certainly, in my opinion, are not going to score double digits. So I'm going to take the Eagles minus 14. Um, 13 and a half some places. So if you can get it at 13 and a half, obviously go get it there. Uh, but I am on the Eagles tonight. I think they're going to win by 20 or more. Uh, I was talking last night with my uh, 14-year-old. We were out to dinner. And he said, Dad, how many points would you need to get in order to bet on the Texans tonight. And I said, I think I'd need 22. So that's eight points that I'm not getting. I'm taking the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. I think they will win uh, by over uh, 14 points tonight. Certainly, if you can get it at 13 and a half, as you can, many different places. Uh, go do it. Also, World Series no-hitter last night for the Astros. Game five is tonight. Uh, I always think that when you got a 2-2 uh, series tie... It feels like whoever wins game five pretty much ends up winning the series. Uh, that means that we may have double Philadelphia against Houston battles going on. We will have double Houston against Philadelphia battles going on. People having to flip back and forth. Uh, the Astros uh, are, the, uh, are the favorite tonight with Justin Verlander on the hill against Noah Syndergaard. Uh, I'm going to take the Astros to win game five. So if you want to parlay it, uh, I would take the Eagles minus 14 and a combo with the Astros on the money line. That means I also think the Astros are going to end up winning this series, but I'll be watching tonight both Eagles, Texans, and game five of the World Series. All right, latest on the Senate races. Let me start right here uh, because we are exactly five days out Five days out from the midterms. I cannot wait until they get here. Uh, we had the disastrous Joe Biden speech, which I will get to in a moment. Uh, but first, the favored bet now. 
for how many Senate seats the Republicans are going to have is now 54 Senate seats. Second favorite is 53. Third favorite, 52. And 50. The vast majority of the money all right now on uh, the Republicans to take the Senate. We know the House is basically a foregone conclusion. Right now in the Pennsylvania Senate race, Dr. Oz is near his high uh, in terms of how much he has been favored by uh, in this race over the last 90 days. Obviously, things swung back his direction in a big way. Right around uh, the 30th, he was a big favorite. He has continued to be a big favorite. 66 cents, basically a two, two out of three chance, according to the odds makers, that Dr. Oz is going to win in Pennsylvania. The race that is moving the most right now, Don Balduck, who has been General Don Balduck, who has been up in the past two polls to come out of New Hampshire, is now a small underdog uh, against the Democrat in New Hampshire with the steam on his side. New Hampshire's an interesting state because nobody can vote till election day. So Don Balduck moving up may end up, before all is said and done, favored to win in New Hampshire over the next five days based on the momentum that is on his side. In Georgia, a poll came out today showing Herschel Walker up seven points. Another poll came out today showing Herschel up three. Herschel is going to be in Athens and uh, will be doing, I think, uh, a pretty bang-up job of a rally there. Uh, And I believe that he is going to win this race pulling away. That's actually also what Chuck Schumer believes. Remember the hot mic moment that he had with Joe Biden talking about how well things were going in Georgia for Herschel Walker, that they couldn't dent him. Uh, And so I think Herschel is going to win in Georgia. Blake Masters is the favorite, small favorite in Arizona right now. And the state where... Republicans are really pulling away is Nevada where there is a massive lead now that has developed for Adam Laxalt to win the Nevada uh, Senate race. So I bring up all of these for this reason. There are four races where according to gambling odds Republicans are now the favorite. Pennsylvania where we have a Republican incumbent who chose not to run. Nevada, Georgia, and Arizona The latter three of those states all have Democrat senators right now. All four of those states, Republicans are favored. Soon, Republicans may be favored in New Hampshire as well. Either way, it is set up to be a close race. There are five races right now that oddsmakers, gamblers, people putting their actual money down will tell you are very competitive. New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Nevada, and Georgia. All Republicans have to win in order to control in the United States Senate is two seats, right? Because right now, uh, they are even. They would need to win that seat in Pennsylvania, right? Or if they lose it, they would need to win two, right? So those five seats, all of which are 
either Republican-favored or a tiny Democrat favor right now in the case of New Hampshire. All Republicans have to do is win two. Uh, New uh, North Carolina, we just talked to J.D. Vance on Clay and Buck in Ohio. Uh, Those states have not ended up being as competitive as Democrats hoped. Democrats only hope, and it's a small, faint hope, becoming less hopeful every single day of flipping a seat uh, is Pennsylvania. Uh, And I believe Dr. Oz is going to beat John Fetterman there. So when you actually look across all of this landscape right now, very strong odds increasingly becoming more and more likely that Republicans are going to win the House and the Senate and actually be able to stop Joe Biden from being as crazy. Uh, This is significant, uh, but it requires everybody going out and voting. I'm voting on election day. I know a lot of you have already voted. You may have voted early, but it requires everybody to go out and make sure that they vote in order for all of this data to become a reality. Okay. I have shared these video clips on my Twitter account so you can go verify that these are real. Last night, Joe Biden gave his democracies in peril speech. It was not a good one. In fact, it was awful. It was exactly what I told you yesterday he would do because Biden is just out of arguments. And at this point, Democrats are aware that they're going to get a beating. And the question is, are they going to be able to try to limit that beating uh, or by having their base turnout? Or is it going to be an absolute red tsunami I am betting on Red Tsunami because I don't even think Biden's base is with him on the arguments that he is making now. But after that speech, Michael Beschloss, who I believe I have met at some point in time, he's a historian, and by met, I mean gone to get him to sign one of his books. He's a talented historian, but I don't know how many of you have noticed this of late, but historians have decided that talking about history isn't enough. They also now need to be talking about the present moment and trying to make it historically resonant. And I think Joe Biden has fallen victim to this to a large extent because one of the great things about history, let me just take a step back here. I'm a history nerd. I went to Civil War sleepaway camp. Uh, I am a Civil War nerd. I've been to every major Civil War battlefield. I have uh, read books about every major battle. If you come into my house to this day, I can show you shelves and shelves of books about the Civil War. For 43-year-old men, my knowledge of the Civil War is in the 99.9 percentile, all right? I'm a Civil War nerd. Um, I'm a history nerd in general, but particularly the Civil War. I know a great deal about it, love studying it, Um, just fascinated. My whole life I have been. Even in high school, I was going to Civil War sleepaway camp and staying at Gettysburg College and studying things for a week in the summer during high school, okay? So that kind of contextualizes for you my background. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I'm Clay Travis, and Outkick the Show is going to keep right on rolling. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The thing about history, and I was a history major undergrad, I really seriously contemplated going and getting a PhD in history and becoming a history professor. Really seriously thought about doing it. The thing that you learn about history is most works of history that are published in close proximity to an historical event are not the most reliable at telling you about the larger scope of history. They're primary sources sometimes, but they're so close to the events in question that it's hard to see how they fit a larger picture. Sometimes it takes 100 years. This is why the, the entire concept that was out there of, oh, you're going to be on the wrong side of history if you don't vote this way on this election. I'm like, a lot of times we don't know the right and wrong side of history for 100 years. And it's very common that people will still argue about it. That's what historians do even 100 years from now. Hey, did this general make this right decision in the Battle of Gettysburg on the second day? There are still people who will argue about that decision 150 years after it was made. So the idea that all of history is clean and you know who's on the right side of history and who's on the wrong side of history is just frankly not true. Um, and so this idea of historians as experts in present day events, I just fundamentally reject because what they're good at, if they are talented historians, is looking at something that might have happened 100 years ago and explaining why it mattered in the larger historical context, what they are not great at is analyzing speeches that just happened. And you need, if, you, if you doubt this, you need to go see what I think is one of the most embarrassing guest hits in MSNBC history, which is saying something. Michael Beschloss, a historian, went on and said that this election is about whether our children will be arrested and killed and whether we are moving towards an authoritarian government. And it was really disappointing to me as a history nerd that anybody would look at the current world in which we live in today and argue that your kids are going to be arrested and killed if Republicans win the House and the Senate in the midterms? I mean, you're not allowed to go on MSNBC right now and say, hey, I think there were election irregularities that might have changed the outcome of the 2020 election without them losing their minds and calling you an election denier. I think it's unquestionably true that there were election irregularities in 2020, collusion with big tech companies and the Biden administration, the Biden uh, campaign, um, I think certainly the way that we changed balloting rules for COVID, all of that directly impacted who won in 2020. 
there was, in my opinion, a rig job that was put in place against Donald Trump. I don't even know that MSNBC would allow me to say that on their airwaves. I think it's 100% true. But they'll allow Michael Beschloss to go on and say that if Republicans win this election, your kids are going to be arrested and killed and our government is going to cease to exist. Again, MSNBC likes to think of itself as the good guys. And I don't think that Beschloss's opinion here is outside, to a certain extent, a Democrat-based view. But I would just ask you, how crazy are these people? They want to tell you that you are crazy for questioning whether your kids should wear masks. They want to tell you that you are crazy for saying, I don't think 14-year-old girls should get their boobs chopped off. They want to tell you that you are crazy for saying, hey, men's and women's athletic events should be separate. Men and women should not compete against each other. They want to tell you that you are crazy for saying, hey, I think we spent too much money and that's why we have inflation. For saying that schools should have never shut down. For saying that kids in high school could play sports freely. For saying that we should never have allowed the government to make a decision between essential and non-essential businesses. That's crazy to MSNBC. That's controversial. That's unacceptable. But going on air and saying that if Republicans win the House and Senate, that your kids are going to be arrested and killed, that's totally permissible. That's the mainstream. That's normal. That's what they believe. And what I would submit to you is, to a large extent, social media has driven the Democrat Party insane. And that their fear of Donald Trump has caused them to become everything that they claimed Donald Trump would become. They are the authoritarians. They mandated COVID shots. They told you not to leave your home. They told you that your kids couldn't go to school. They told you that you had to wear masks on airplanes, and if you didn't, you would get kicked off and banned from the airlines for life. And now they just want to forget all of that. And they want to be able to argue to their base that if Republicans win the House and Senate, your kids are going to be arrested and killed. They're crazy. And we need a red tsunami because maybe that will wake up some of the sane Democrats out there when they see overwhelming majorities of this country, good people, black, white, Asian, and Hispanic, rising up and saying no to Democrat insanity. That's why this election matters so much in five days. That's why I cannot wait to celebrate the red tsunami on Tuesday. And that is why I'm going to be voting red from the top of my ballot to the bottom of my ballot in the great state of Tennessee on Tuesday. And I would encourage you guys to do the same. Um, Michael Beschlos, watch the clip if you haven't already. Maybe we can intertwine it with my analysis here. 
As if that were not enough. We also have Sonny Hostin, who's on the dumbest television show that airs daily in America, and that is called The View. And she went on and referred to a Wall Street Journal poll, which has shown a 26-point swing among suburban women from voting Democrat to voting Republican. Big part of that is, I believe, about crime and about the lingering impact of COVID. Um, Sonny Hostin went on and said, white women voting Republican, and I'm paraphrasing, are like roaches voting for raid. Now, I'm not a cancel culture guy. I think everybody should be able to say whatever the heck they want, and the larger marketplace should be able to make a determination whether to watch, listen, consume, whatever, right? That's the great thing about capitalism. You hate me, you never have to watch anything that I do. Guess what? I got the biggest radio show in the country. I got one of the biggest websites. Also dashingly good looking. Uh, but you don't have to watch me ever. You don't have to listen to me. You don't have to pay attention to anything that I ever say on any program anywhere in the world. That's your right. And you can go watch The View. You may think these ladies are brilliant. You're wrong, but you might think it. But I just want to ask you, if you replace white women are like roaches voting for raid, white women voting for Republicans are like roaches voting for raid, white women directly compared to roaches, white women voting Republican directly compared to roaches, is any other racial group, is that statement allowed to be said on air about any other racial group without punishment? You know the answer is no. If a white person said, Hispanic women voting for Democrats are like roaches voting for raid, that person would get fired and called racist instantaneously. Same thing black women, Asian women, any group out there. The only group that white, that Sonny Hostin could compare to roaches was white women voting for Republicans. In fact, if somebody said that about Democrat voters, then every Republican politician on the planet would have to answer a question, do you think insert race and gender here are roaches if they're voting? You know how it works. All the media, all the little stewards of the, uh, of the Democrat Party run out and say with their notepads, hey, do you think, do you have a comment Care to comment on? You know how this game is played, right? So then it extends the news cycle. Somebody says something. Democrat stooge runs up with their notepad. Care to comment on insert person saying insert? Do you condemn? Do you condemn what so-and-so said? You know how this game is played. It's all BS. Which is why Carrie Lake's doing such a good job. You want to see an absolute maestro performance answering a question. Go look at Carrie Lake answering a question about being blamed for the death of Officer Brian Sicknick who died the day after January 6th. Potentially no connection based on the autopsy at all the January 6th, in fact. But Carrie Lake gives a master class on how to answer these biased questions. I would encourage you to go watch that video as well uh, because she addresses the question and then pivots it brilliantly uh, to an issue that she cares about. 
But just pay attention to how the Sonny Hostin comments are covered and how much the difference of who can say what is founded still on identity politics, which, guess what? Identity politics are fundamentally racist. Uh, Some good news, I think. Elon Musk, according to Bloomberg News, is reportedly firing half of all Twitter employees tomorrow. Uh, Again, this is according to Bloomberg, came out last night. Uh, They are reporting that Elon Musk is firing half of all Twitter employees tomorrow. Uh, We will see whether that uh, ends up occurring. There are around 7,500 Twitter employees, and the report is that he is going to be firing 3,700 of them as early as tomorrow. That is going to be something to behold. My theory for a long time has been most places, you can fire half the people who work there and there is zero impact in terms of the efficiency. I really believe this. If you fired half of all federal employees tomorrow, I don't believe that the United States government would be any less efficient than it is today. I think about half the people, and that might, be, that might not be uh, extensive enough, about half the people are providing virtually no substantial return for their work product for our taxpayer dollars. Um, finally, want to give some positive news out there. Hottest lesbian couple maybe in the history of lesbianism. Big week for hot lesbians. Miss Argentina and Miss Puerto Rico are now married. And I just want to take a moment to extend my personal best wishes to Miss Argentina and Miss Puerto Rico. They had a secret love affair. I've heard about these secret love affairs on the internet between lesbians, uh, hot lesbians. Really a popular sub uh, subtopic, I would say, of the internet. Hot lesbians having secret love affairs. I've, I'm told that there are corners of the internet where such things are quite popular. Uh, Miss Argentina, Miss Puerto Rico, secret, secret lesbian love affair is now out in the open. God bless them. And they are now married. And they are the hottest lesbian couple that these eyes have ever seen. And I want nothing more than for them to have a life of blissful happiness. Hopefully spent much of the time on Instagram, hanging out by the pool in skimpy bikinis, and sharing their love affair with all of us, as only Miss Argentina and Miss Puerto Rico could do. Also want to point out, Joe Kinsey has been covering this. He's on the hot lesbian beat at OutKick. Turns out that there's a lot of people interested in the hot lesbian beat. Your fingers all break as soon as these stories go out. I always say, like, uh, when you look at the uh, and look at the actual traffic, people are like, I don't know why you're covering this. Meanwhile, like, there's broken uh, iPhones everywhere because people click as fast as they can the minute that the story comes across. Hot lesbians getting married. Boom. You're in there reading. Joe Kinsey's on that beat. No pun intended. Um, and Julie Bowen, remember her from Modern Family, also the happy Gilmore love interest, the blonde hot mom? Um, she says, trying to steal a little bit of the thunder from Miss Argentina and Miss Puerto Rico, that she was also at one point in love with another woman. So big week for hot lesbians. Wanted some good news out there. Miss Argentina 
Miss Puerto Rico, and Julie Bowen, all hot lesbian stories. And this, my friend, is a sign that America is on the comeback trail. Uh, Again, no pun intended. I love all of you. My name is Clay Travis. This has been Outkick the Show. I will see you guys tomorrow, Friday edition of the program, and then I'll be down in Athens for the Tennessee-Georgia game. Appreciate all of you. Remember, DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. And one more time, my best to Miss Argentina and Miss Puerto Rico. I hope you live happily ever after with much of that time spent by the pool in bikinis. See y'all tomorrow.